0: Welcome to the Achieve Today podcast where you will learn valuable insights, tips that work, and expert advice on how to overcome your limiting beliefs and awaken your greatness, not tomorrow, but today. My name is Jake Mix and I am your host again for this podcast episode where we are gonna be covering communication again. Now, I say again because we have Mr. Jed, who has been a coach with us at Achieve Today for a couple of years now, right? Yep, that's right. And you've been on the show now here, and and we've had a podcast episode on communication. And so we're going to do a little bit of a recap there with some of these questions. But... First of all, how are you doing? Good,
1: I guess I didn't scare anyone off from the first one, huh? <laughs> you didn't. And I got on camera and the furry face didn't drive anyone That's right, anyone yes, away, so yeah, I that's true.
0: You didn't have to shave your beard, which is good.
1: Good, I wanna keep it going, so,
0: <laughs> awesome. Yep, and uh, I, I've gotten some feedback from your first video and one of the things that I notice most commonly is people are like, oh, I just wanted to watch like five or six minutes of it. I ended up watching the whole 30 minutes. Like it was so good, I learned oh, so funny. much. So I'm excited. We talked a lot about body language and, and we'll talk a little bit more obviously about that kind of stuff. So let's get right into it. We'll just kind of continue the discussion. Um, but first of all, I wanna really start by giving some practical ways that someone can improve their communication skills. Like. What are some really, really practical, important steps and things that people can do to improve their communication day by day?
1: Yeah, so my journey of becoming a communication expert <laughs> was, uh, and my loved ones, when they see this, if they see it, like well, you're not <laughs> an expert by any means. We always fight. Yeah. But from where I started to where I am now, I'm dang good at what I, <laughs> what yeah. I do. So uh, a couple things just off the top of my head is, um, uh, interpreting instead of um, understanding a lot of times when people are are speaking back and forth and you got that tennis tennis match thing going on yeah. um, instead of listening and trying to understand they're interpreting what the person says if they're running their own negative programs and they're running things that with their biases they're they're gonna be a little grumpy and they're going to misinterpret and they're going to take offense and all these things i'm going to teach you on the podcast today that's going to make it go downhill instead of uphill Mm. you know yeah uh so i i focus on uh intention versus attention so whether it's um law of attraction type stuff or um personality attraction you have to have intention first and the intention's got to be Well intentioned first, and then you put attention on that second. So, if you do that with the law of attraction or personality attractions, you're gonna have more plus signs than minus signs because your intentions are good. And so, that helps with the stories. Oh, they're not trying to tick me off or make me angry. They're not trying to hurt me or insult me or embarrass me. My loved ones, my friends, my coworkers, they would never do that. Mm -hmm. And so, the intention's good there to start with, and then you put attention on what you want, which is to have a nice, you know ping-pong conversation back and forth um if you have uh attention first because we're mostly running negative programs you're gonna see those negative things you're gonna have minus signs with the law of attraction Hmm. and minus signs with personality attraction Um, and then sometimes there's not even any intention they're just going off of script and program and getting hit by all the variables of an external world right you know so that's the first thing um so uh you know with With uh, The first thing you ought to understand when it comes to communication is uh, Nikolai Tesla taught that if you want to understand everything there is to know in the universe, you first have to understand how energy works and frequency and vibration works because you got to have the ebb and flow with everything you do, and that especially happens with people. Um, The uh, the four agreements is a great place to start. Uh, Be impeccable with your word. Don't assume, uh, don't take things personal. That one alone will change your whole life if you don't take things personal Mm. in a conversation. And then the fourth one, my favorite, is do your best. Um, Whether you're the garbage man picking up garbage on the side of the road or you're a banker dealing with million-dollar accounts, do your best and be committed to um, activating the relationships around you and the work around you so that you you go upward, forward and upward. Uh, The uh, other one is... um, Well, and with that one, too, you're predictable, right? So if you're doing those things where people can predict your behavior and it's positive most of the time, then the trust is going to be there. And so what happens is if the trust is there, then you have that love connection and you can move forward with any kind of project, chore, um, goal that you have with that other person. The seven habits I've used for years and years, the first three habits are great for managing yourself but the third uh, second group of three are designed to help you manage other people. So um, seek first to understand then be understood. My grandmother she would say, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So usually in fights and arguments, you know people are having these conversations where they're like, you're not listening to me, you know you don't hear me. all you care about is you, not me, it's me, me me mm-hmm. but in if you go towards that person and say, um, now, when you say this, it sounds like you're saying blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Give them that opportunity to say, no, 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 no. What I meant was ding-a-ding-a-ding, da ba And then you can have that clarification, you know. Uh, the the next one is uh, synergize, you know, and bring out the best in other people, your strengths and their strengths, make the team overall stronger as a whole, and also think win-win, which is – I'll always geared it around um, it's, it's not you win and I lose where I'm the doormat and it's not I win and you lose where I treat you like a doormat it's mutual benefit where um, we both come away happy with the situation and the agreement and the goals and even the contract that we put together or however yeah. you want to do that so uh, a few ways to really improve skills uh, right off the, the bat never talk over the top of somebody you know we have those people, and, and it's not really they're trying to be rude, but I think their mind works so fast they're afraid they're going to lose a thought and not interject it because it's so great and so important for you to hear it. So they they accidentally talk over the, the top of people. Have you had people like that in your life oh, where yeah. that happens? Yeah.
0: yeah, I've probably been, I've probably done it a couple times. Yeah, too. yeah, we, we all do it. it.
1: Yeah. So just being mindful of that, and also, um, don't finish other people's.
0: Sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I got you the earworm. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's uh, yeah, that's the same thing is uh, don't finish other people's sentences, you know, yep. let, allow yep. them to finish their thought. Um, paraphrase back to them now. So I'm what I'm hearing you say is bada bada bada. Is that what you mean? And then let them, you know, correct that if they need to. Yeah. And listen actively. That's active listening. Just repeating back to them what they said, but changing it up a little bit. Um, maintaining eye contact. We did talk about last on the last clip analog communication voice tone tonality volume body language is huge Uh, we talked about uh, just being able to be present with the person you know yeah so those those five alone can really make make things very practical some other things just really quickly for that first question is um, learn those basics of nonverbal communication it's 93 percent of all communication and the words we actually use are only like seven uh, percent on our last time I checked. So on that that video, I think I, I gave you like the little thing I wrote out. Yeah, I didn't say you did it. You know, yeah. we did yeah, that, I do right? Yeah, that. So go back to that and see that. That's a great exercise for people. Um, sometimes you have to over communicate, which sounds weird, but a lot of times people don't think they're um, saying, or they think they're saying too much, so they actually say less. And with that, you have uh, the ability to assume that maybe they're hearing it a different way. So we've got auditory learners, we've got visual learners, we've got kinesthetic learners. So these people really need to be able to hear the different styles of communication so that it gets intrinsic in a part of who they are. Um, avoid relying on visual aids as much as possible. I like to storytell. And I don't know how much longer we have on the podcast, but I could tell you stories all day long with every single principle that I teach because I love stories, you know? And that's a form of visualization for your imagination, right? Um, Ask for honest feedback when you talk with people. what did you think about that? What did you like? What's your gold nuggets? Uh, What don't you like? And get honest feedback so you don't have to take offense later if you get criticized, but you're already in that mindset of correcting your own course as much as you can. Um, engage the audience in discussion ask them what they think uh, start with key points and and don't get lost you know sometimes say what you're gonna say right up front and then even at the bottom repeat and summarize so that you can tie it all together and it's it's cognitive people are with you while you're talking with them and they don't start thinking about and daydreaming about all their responsibilities they have that day You yeah. can keep them in your conversation um, Master the art of timing. You ever listen to comedians mm-hmm. like Chris Rock and yeah. those guys? Comedians are great at timing and 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 waiting for the punchline to sit in before they go to the next thing. You almost have to have that same skill set as a comedian or a presenter or a professional speaker, because timing is everything. Also, so you don't lose people, you know, in your conversations. Um, so master the art of timing. Getting comfortable speaking. It's called extra, uh, extra per, how do you say, it? extra pernaniously. it's basically you're making bullet points. Like a lawyer when they go to court, they're not gonna memorize everything they say to the jury but they're gonna make talking points to go off. So it's okay to have a check off list, if you, especially if you have to have a deep conversation with somebody and getting to know your audience. The way I speak to you might be different than I speak with another coworker. Yeah. So you gotta know that person. Um, Add novelty to the audience, you know, the storytelling, the joke telling. Um, one time when I first got married, I had to speak in church. And, you know, when you speak in church, you got to tell a joke at the beginning because that's what we do in our culture, right? <laughs> yep. So the Saturday before the Sunday, I, I first started paintballing, but we didn't have the protective gear. We just had shop glasses from eighth grade and we had just pistols. But my friend shot me right in the lip. And it fattened my lip and I could oh, no. I could only talk like this like the whole time. And so I had to go speak in church. So I interjected that as, Yeah, so the bishop told us we were gonna talk in church and I just accepted it. My wife wasn't home. So when she got home, i like, great news, honey, we, we get to say a, a talk on Sunday. And then she got mad and punched me in the mouth, so that's why I got the fat lip. And everyone laughed, but then some were like, yeah, she'd probably really smack you. So I didn't know if I was kidding or not.
0: Yeah, maybe that was serious.
1: So, you know, add add a little um, uh, levity when you speak, you know, to keep it light, um, novelty. But mas- mostly be a listener, you know. Um, God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you imagine if he gave us two mouths in one ear? Nobody <laughs> get a word in edgewise, right? Yeah, it'd be kind of frustrating. So those are main practical ways to really engage that person, whether they're a loved one or just anyone on the street. And you'll you'll have a, a chemical and chemistry connection so that it's a good even ebb and flow.
0: I like that. Well, that was, man, that was a ton of them. That yeah. was a ton of great great tips and tricks uh one thing that we teach you to achieve today is just like pick one of them right pick one and start working on it there's so many things that you can do you don't have to get it all in one day um you know a lot of these things have have taken a long time for you jet i'm sure it hasn't been you know a one day process it's been probably several several years so well good um well let's get in to some questions because Last time I had you on, there were a couple of students that did ask some questions about communication. Mm. And I think because there's so many different ways of communication and communication tips, it might be better to just go specifically into these questions. Yeah. So are you good with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, good. So we're going to go right into them after you know seeing all the practical tips you gave. Um, obviously there's, there's many ways to work on this kind of stuff. But so the first question is how do, how do I improve my communication skills being an introvert?
1: Yeah, that that's interesting because an introvert is seeing their world. They're taking in information and then dissecting that and analyzing it all from the inside. And whereas extroverts, we are stimulated by the outside world. And so, uh, so a couple things an introvert first of all they think they're shy and they can be shy but it doesn't necessarily mean they are shy they're just they're just taking it in and and uh, they prefer to be the wallflower right against the wall and observe more Um, but they see what's invisible that's the power of the introverts they see things that are invisible meaning they see things that are within invisible we think it's like clear see-through But it just means it's only visible from within. So, Hmm. so uh, welcome that uh, superpower you have, that gift and trait that you have. And then you know the the second thing is, um, you know, think about an extrovert and analyze them because you're good at analyzing. What does an extrovert do? How do they act? And and they put themselves out there. So then you got to become a student of the extrovert, and then you got to basically. Do the opposite of you and, and do what the extrovert does. And so if, if you're standoffish and, and don't really put yourself out there, walk right up, introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Jedediah. I'm loyal. I'm courageous, affable. I help people get unstuck and out of pain. How you doing? What can I do for you today? <laughs> you know, and they're like, no way am, <laughs> am I can <gonna> do that. <laughs> but if they don't practice that and don't do that, then they will stay in that rut and they, they won't expand. So you got to push yourself out of your comfort zone and get used to doing it so it becomes natural. So I'm actually both, I'm 50% extroverted and introverted because I've, I've understood people and became a student of people for so long. Yeah. So I can chameleon and 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 mesh with any group in society because um, it's been a survival mechanism for me personally but it, of course now it helps me in the business that I'm in. So just uh, if, if you don't do it, you won't learn it. So go through your push through the pain and the awkwardness and the comfort zone and just love yourself and believe in yourself and start doing it. You
0: know, Mm, that's cool. Did you start out being more introverted or extroverted? or you always been 50
1: 50? Uh, I, I was probably more introverted starting out like as a little kid. Cool. And then in my comfort zones, I had become a class clown and stuff in school (laughs) with, with my tight group. Right. Yeah. But I had, um, I had like my upbringing. I was raised by farmers, cowboys, truck drivers, and (laughs) mountain men. So (laughs) I was raised, kids were to be seen and not heard a lot of times. Yeah. So that, so I, once I became my own man living under my own roof, with my own rules, like I was always told I was under someone else's, all of a sudden I became an extrovert and my whole family, including my wife was like, who in the heck is this person? This is not (laughs) who I married or grew up with, but we blossom at our own rate, you know?
0: Yeah. So you really had to push yourself and.
1: Yep. Well, that's cool.
0: So it is possible. It is possible to to really get out of your comfort zone and, and get to that place, which is yeah. cool. Well, cool. Um, okay, so number two question. In some social situations, and I think I probably relate to this one, I feel like I shut down and can't communicate as I usually do. It's almost as if my insecurities are in the way. How do I get past that and talk like a normal human being? <laughs> I love this one.
1: A normal human being? <laughs> Uh, Well, yeah, our our insecurities make us uh, problematic people, right? My insecurities, I'm going to project all of the fear programming with those onto you. And if I'm in the victim mindset mode and I'm in pain and anger and suffering and self-sabotage, it's all going to be your fault because there's no (laughs) way I'm going to be responsible for my own pain and suffering. Do you think I want to act this way? Do you think I want to be angry? Do you think I want to (laughs) be... Ticked off, it's got to be your fault, right? Yeah. So, our insecurities make us problematic people. So, again, you got to shift your mindset and reprogram. You got to override the programs and even write new scripts, just like a computer programmer would do. You do that with affirmations, you do it with self love, you do it with Ho'oponopono, you do it with the three step process, all these great tools that we teach, so that you can love yourself, you can have a healthy ego, a healthy self esteem. You can present yourself, but most importantly, rather than trying to find yourself and find your joy and your happiness and your purpose, you make and create yourself right here in the present moment. You create your purpose, you create your joy, you create your happiness. You know, it's, they say the, the unalienable rights that we have in our declaration of independence is the pursuit of, or, or having life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, um, it's, I want to change that last one to instead of being in the pursuit of happiness it's really about being happy while you're in the pursuit because that's going to change your whole paradigm shift and then the more you become solid and love yourself and you're okay with being weird and all of your quirks the things that you're working on now you're secure and you're a safe place actually for other people in your life to therapeutically nurture themselves and work on themselves and then instead of um, triggering one another, you're actually assisting one another in your own personal progress. Hmm. So uh, you, have, you have to reprogram. Be- and that's what we focus on here at Achieve today and, and that I love because I thought I was pretty dang good at this stuff before yeah. I came here and worked with you guys. Yeah, And all you've done is taken my existing talents and the things I was secure about and magnified those literally like a hundredfold working for this company. And then my weaknesses, I've I didn't I thought I was too prideful or thought I was okay with the weaknesses like no I can turn those into strengths so instead of being weak and strong we become strong strong and that's the the progress through the not just this life but spiritually through the eternities yeah and that's what every person has to get right with themselves you know? Jeez.
0: okay wow that's cool and so what would be like the first step to that like I know and I know this could be a this could be a pretty loaded question here yeah but let's say someone needs to work on themselves to get comfortable in front of anyone. What's,
1: do you have any advice there? Yeah, so as coach, we have the, the five steps of creation. And number one is sort out and and identify what you don't want, emotionally, vibrationally, materialistically. And that includes what you don't like and what you're insecure about and what's not working in your life. And I focus on the what works principle, meaning, well, if uh, if this doesn't work and this does work, where are you going to gravitate, right? Yeah. So if it works, do it. If it quits working, then you got to tweak it up, fix it up, ad- uh, adapt and overcome. But um, own it. And once you own your sins, your vices, your problems, your mistakes, your insecurities, when you own those things, you're no longer a slave. Mm. You're free. You're a free man or you're a free woman. And no one can hold them over your head. They can't manipulate you. They can't have power over you. And the things themselves can't have power over you.
0: Yeah.
1: So then it's like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, I made that mistake. I'm working on it. In fact, I'm going to do the opposite of it. So like for me, I don't do well with criticism because my mode of happiness is like an ENFP. I'm the Inspire on the Myers-Briggs. Oh, yeah. I My mode of happiness is seeing other people happy. So if you're happy, Jed's happy, which that's that's a very reactive type of personality if yeah. you're unhealthy but if you're not happy with what i've done then i've grown to be like well it's your life i can't make you be happy and i can be neutral now and, and move at it but if you're unhappy with me and you're blaming me and and you're criticizing me for something now you in the past and some of you that might, <laughs> might know me that see this <laughs> we've had some talks you know we've had some <laughs> issues but i don't want to be reactive and i don't want to uh, be a person that's known as uh volatile when he gets criticized so so if if i felt like there was beef between you and i you know as yeah. coworkers or friends yep. i would then go to you and say hey jake um can i talk to you a minute or, are you open to feedback and you'd say yes or no right yep. so let's say you said yes and i said okay so is uh is there anything that i do that like bugs you or is a pet peeve or you'd like me to change or do better or do more of yeah Now I've given you permission. I'm vulnerable, and I've given you permission to tell me flat out if you're brave enough what you want to see different with me and what I'm doing behavior-wise. And you might you might tell me something that I totally disagree with, and maybe it's true and I'm wrong, but I'm just not mature enough yet to to work with it. And so I can still say, "Uh, "Jake's up in the night," you know, and I can let it go like water off a duck's back. Yeah. And then, but at least you—you you and I are having a, a good, solid conversation. But you also feel validated and trust me because I loved you enough and I cared for you enough to come to you and, and broach you about my own problems and insecurities. And that's one—that when you tear down everything that we do with with um, personal development, you—you you will never progress unless you can start having difficult conversations with people. Hmm. That's the number one thing foundationally is to be able to have hard, difficult conversations with people, especially people that you love. Yeah. I can, I can say whatever I want to a stranger on the street. I may never even see him again. But when you come home through the door and you're, you're mean-mouthed and you're the ones that love you and trust you the most, you can't, you can't um, exist in that type of a vacuum. So, yeah. you, so you have to have hard conversations with love and caring and understanding where everyone's lifting each other and going the same direction.
0: Jeez. Well, that's cool. Man, it's crazy how I have these coaching interviews, right? And even just with the last one, Dana, with Dana, she mentioned the same thing, hard conversations, right? It's like, and it all starts with you, which is so cool about this whole thing. It doesn't take months and months to develop. I mean, obviously, it might develop a relationship with someone, but you can make peace within like today, which is a really, really cool concept. So... I love that. And, and hard conversations are, I think, something
1: we talked a little bit about last time. Oh, as yeah. Well. That, for me, it's like primary objective number one. Yeah. Because me loving people and wanting to be happy, I my insecurities also made me shut up when I should have spoke up. Yeah. And and um, sometimes I did things I shouldn't have done just because I wanted to keep the peace and keep everything <laughs> aesthetic I don't want to step on any toes or or uh, make waves and now I'm like rocking the boat you know I say I'm gonna dump this sucker but I'll help you back into the boat once we fix things yeah and that was for me one of the most empowering things I've ever done for myself to love myself and to have courage you know when I introduced myself hey my name's Jedediah I'm loyal courageous and affable loyal was something I knew I had for myself Affable, meaning I love people and people usually love me back. That's what other people say about me as a strength. Hmm. But the courage was something I had to develop within myself because I knew that I was lacking courage in my life. And it wasn't be- I could I could um, wrestle a grizzly bear. It's not like that. I can walk home on a broken leg. It's not that kind of courage. It's actually me being afraid. I'm offending someone, or I'm thinking that they're gonna think I don't like them. So I had to change that within myself.
0: Wow. Know. Wow that's cool man okay this is awesome so let's go on to the next one because i think it somewhat relates to what we've been talking about okay how do i communicate better with my family and my parents when the relationship isn't that great
1: wow so <laughs> i've been working with families in crisis uh-huh. since 1994. wow and uh, i'll tell you what the the first s- story w- was uh i was a tracker meaning these kids were in foster care or the program they couldn't live with their own family, decided so to have a foster family, a tracker. I was like the grandpa or the uncle that would come visit them 5 to 10 hours a week. And if they're doing good in school and they're cleaning their rooms at home, then during that time I could take a miniature golfing or bowling and stuff like that. And so I was like, "Wow, I get paid to go dink around and go to the movies. That's great, you know. But if they were a little bit naughty then, um, I could be the heavy hand and say, well, "We can't go have fun. In fact, I got to take your music and your CDs away." you're grounded so that saved the parents from being the heavy hand right yeah so i could do either i could wear either hat so this one kid i had to transport him from st george to salt lake and he was in big trouble he had done some stuff and i worked with these really big giant polynesian like a whole football team of polynesians <laughs> were the runners of this program and so i'm i'm driving this kid up to him because he's in trouble And I start talking with him from St. George to Cedar City, which was 45 minutes, he didn't say a word to me. He was mad, he was angry, I'm just authority to, even though at this time I was like only 21 years old. And uh, at Cedar City, I broke him. And we started talking about life. And Mr. ENFP over here, I was inspiring to do better and we were gonna talk about college he'd go to and, and getting out of the gangs and the drugs and talking about where to go with his life. And he was like, is there any way you could be my advocate and track me? I go, yeah, I'll definitely put in that I um, want to work with you and help you out. And so we were laughing, and I, was, I wasn't even supposed to let him get out and use the bathroom at a gas station because he was a run risk. And at Beaver, I, I let him to, uh, get out or Fillmore, one of these cities, and he—he he trust, I trusted him, and he didn't run, and I got him back in the car without handcuffing him and all that. Made these great connections with this kid for five hours in the car, Got to Salt Lake. We pull up. There's the team of Samoans and Tongans ready. And his I could see his, his body language just drop, and he, his head go down. And all of this work that i done, they ripped the car door open, grab him, pull him out, and just all of them at once start yelling at him. And all uh-huh. that work I did with him was just dashed to pieces, and I never saw the kid again. So um, empathy is the biggest thing with families. And um, – you know all the time people are frustrated with each other all the time not just sometimes so you got to focus on seeking first to understand and then be be understood second understand that person's point of view before you expect them to understand yours Mm. if you gravitate and give that as a gift um you're always going to cultivate a chemistry of respect so like for me i'm different than the world um I don't make anyone earn my love. I don't make anyone earn my respect. And I don't make anyone earn my trust. Hmm. The world wants you to earn all those things first. Right. But I give it as a gift knowing that humans are humans. And I might even get stabbed in the back when I do that. But knowing that I'm ready to have that hard conversation to define the relationship. Okay. I gave you my trust. I gave you my love. I gave you my respect. And you did this thing. This isn't going to work out. So moving forward, I need a covenant, a promise from you that you're going to give back what I'm putting in and it's a relationships not fifty-fifty where you stop in the middle it's a hundred a hundred it's all the way to your side all the way to my side that's all, the only way a relationships gonna work yeah right yeah and if someone's not committed a hundred a hundred then you're you're gonna have a lot of bumps in the road wow. you know? yeah so um, hmm. so with that person to um, use those practical guides that I went through in the beginning of this you know, the, all those things that I said. And you're going to master, you're going to become a relationship master within your own paradigm shift where you have a sphere of influence in your universe. Wow. You know?
0: Yeah. So. Like the positive things that can happen when you do have the hard conversations.
1: What are some of the, the blessings and the gifts that can come from that? Well, you know, uh, for me, it's understanding that, that pain is not death. Mm. And that's one thing like your your brain, your brain and your body and your skull is this wonderful organ. It's a marvelous organ. Yeah. But it's kind of a negative organ because its job, it has two functions. And I, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you how the brain works, but I've studied the brain enough. I can tell you why it works Mm. and why it works is because it serves two functions. One, it's a, it's a um, recording device. It remembers everything. And two, it's, it just keeps you alive. So anything painful, it's gonna say, hey, remember that time you almost died when you stuck your penny in the light socket? Don't do that again, <laughs> right? Yeah. And um, so anything painful, the brain interprets as death and so it says, get away from that. And so it's in our conversation. If if I'm f- cold, I'm freezing to death. <laughs> if I'm hot, I'm roasting in an oven. I'm gonna die of the heat and wilt away. Right. It, my headache's killing me. My back's killing me. My feet's killing me. So what you say is um, basically indicative of what's going on inside of you. Are you really gonna die if you're cold? No. no. You get a coat on. <laughs> if, if you're hot, drink some water. Get in the shade. Take a pain pill. So what is pain really? This is now for those of you that are working on yourself. What is pain? Well, all pain is is growth and development, and you got to push through the pain and then you move up the ladder. And so for me, you know, to, to answer your question, when I interpret pain as just data and information, suddenly I uh, feel less pain. When I interpret the data and the information as stepping stones to growth, suddenly I see and interpret my growth and my development. If I see growth and development and less pain, then that means life in general is much better. Mm and then there's your personal development cycle rather than the pain and racket cycle that takes you down you move up instead of down backwards so that for that for me is i I, now i welcome pain yeah as i'm 45 years old and i got hip problems and knee problems i'm doing the joe Dispenza stuff i'm talking to my body Mm -hmm. hey i don't need to feel the pain hip (laughs) i know that there's no cartilage in there and you got arthritis but i just need you to hold the ligaments and the muscles together so I can walk up right and I have less people asking me if I'm okay all day long because I gimp around and yeah. have the hitch you know but yeah I just you know people ask me um, when are you gonna get a hip replacement and I'm like I'm not ever like and the doctors laugh at my x-rays they say I've, I've seen I've never seen a worse hip I've, I've seen hips half as bad as yours getting full hip replacements and I just honestly don't feel that way in the beginning yeah when I first started working here I was actually consider getting a, a handicapped handicap parking spot because it was so awful just to walk in the door. Oh my. But using our teachings, our clearings, Joe Dispenza stuff, um, I, uh, I, maybe it's all in my head, but I feel less pain. I even run. We went skiing. We went snowboarding. You know. I was feeling my butt muscle the other day. I got like a, a giant bicep in this butt muscle. So maybe my body is, you know, <laughs> adjusting to it or whatever. But yeah. but I don't, I don't need to focus on the pain. I just need to, to get that information for growth and development and focus on I want I don't want to be crippled. I want to be upright. I want to walk. I want to have a normal life and function like a normal person in my life. Wow. That's personal development.
0: Yeah. That's cool. And I'd rather be on the upswing than downswing, right? Yeah. The positives and negatives.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. So let's go over one more question here um, from one of our students. So um, it is, how do I communicate with my partner when I don't feel like they are understanding what I'm saying? The situation can be really frustrating sometimes.
1: Yeah. And again, all the time, right? So, yeah. uh, so I use... You know any of these skills were seek first to understand then be understood Uh, basically what's happening is there's there's a wire getting crossed or not connected somewhere Um, and there's different languages that we speak Um, Dr. Gary Chapman has the five love languages Um, now he's got the five apology languages so for instance um, my wife we both share secondary quality time so there's quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, and physical touch. Yeah. So we both have quality time as our secondary, which is great. Yeah. But her primary is acts of service, and my primary is physical touch because I'm a guy. Most guys are physical touch, primary or secondary. And I've only seen a few that are tertiary physical touch. So, um, so when I come home and she's like, hey, I... Did your laundry and fold your socks and underwear and put them in the drawer for you? She's she's telling me I love you because I did that for you, honey. Mm-hmm. And that's not it's not my love language, right? My primary, but I'm like, hey, thank you. Now I can find my socks and underwear in the dead of night if I gotta leave for a graveyard shift somewhere or something. And
0: yeah,
1: um, so I'm still grateful and stuff. But to her, she's really showing me she loves me. And then for me, if I'm hugging on her and kissing her and mauling her you know that's not her love language and she's like stiff arm in my face and saying no not right now we got things to do it's just (laughs) one more job i gotta do right yep but i'm like but i love you Mm," (laughs) you know so and if she pushes me away i feel rejected if i don't appreciate her she feels rejected so really you got to speak the language to the other person so if i come home instead of like plopping in my dad chair and turning on the tv or getting on facebook i say hey i'm home does anyone need help with homework is there anything i can do what do you need help with acts of service? And you know, if I run the vacuum, if I take out the garbage, um, especially if I clean the toilet, Holy cow, she's like so happy with me cause I'm yeah. speaking her language. And then for me, it doesn't even have to be anything real int- intimate or even sexual. It's uh, if she gives me a peck on the cheek and a slap <laughs> on the rear, I'm charged my whole day. I'm like, wow, my wife loves me. Yeah. You know, a hug, she loves me. Right. And, um, so you got to speak each other's language because otherwise it's going to sound like nah, man, nah, 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 nah. and then the other one's like blah 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 <laughs> and you're getting no communication right you've got color codes by dr hartman you got people that that operate off of peace people that operate off of joy people that operate off of love and people that operate off of um, empowerment and advancement so some of us are those type of chemicals in chemistry then the Myers-Briggs stuff where you got 16 different combinations of introvert, extrovert, sensing, intuition, feeling, thinkers, judges, perceivers. So the more you're a student of these things with people, the more you can understand the other person. And if you feel understood by me, Jake, I guarantee you, you're going to be magnetized towards me and vice versa. Right. Yeah. So that's the main thing. Uh, You have to understand that other person you have to love them enough to speak their language to them and not expect them to speak yours to you but you put yours out first and the whole other side of the coin with this is until you literally believe that that other person has only the best intentions for you because they love you um, you're gonna have problems with them but if, if the story is they love me they're my family member they're my friend they're my coworker, they'd never try to hurt me they'd never try to embarrass me then you can um, muscle through the miscommunication stuff, and have good, clear energy in your communication, your love for each other, the connection that you're making, and so it's all your your story that's going on with that reprogramming that we you know we talked about earlier.
0: Hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I and I love how Elf kind of recaps uh, the what is it seek not to
1: um, seek not to be understood, but to understand but first. To understand. Seek first to understand, then be understood. Okay. So my my grandmother's was um, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. I like that
0: one too. Yeah, I've heard that before. Um,
1: just one last thing. There's a, for years and years I would use this video in my groups with teenagers and troubled teens and families called um, Buck, and he was the he was the guy that um, Robert Redford made the uh, Horse Whisper movie after. Oh, okay. So he was abused as a little kid. Him and his brother by his his dad was an alcoholic. He got mm. put into foster care, and he put got put in a ranch in uh, in Montana, and he learned to break horses without spurring them and whipping them and kicking them and all these devices where the horse's head was tied down so it couldn't buck. And yeah, he learned to just go off of a gentle feel and a touch with these horses. And so because he was so successful at it, people came to him to get help with their horses and uh he he learned pretty quick that he thought he was helping people with horse problems turns out he's helping the horses with the people problems Mm. so he had his own form of personal development just being a um a rider, right and and uh but he taught there's there's three things that all living things need not just humans but all living things need the first thing is they they need to have purpose they need a job to do so if you've got purpose and that's one of the things we coach on create your purpose don't go find it create it right here right now off your gifts and talents and traits that god's blessed you with so if you have a job to do and you've got purpose you're already pretty solid right with that alone the second thing is you need to be a part of a, a family or a system or a group and every one of us click with different groups right so make sure you're clicking with the right group that's positive and lifts you up and doesn't manipulate you or control you and push you down you got to be in the right group and family and you got to protect yourself you got to protect your energy because you deserve to be happy and content and you deserve to be um, feeling like you're successful and supported and then the the third thing is love everyone's got to be loved and so love is a a healer but it's also a connector it's also rocket fuel and gas in your tank to move you forward not only from day to day and week to week but maybe hour to hour you know so i always ask people this knowing that love is the third component of what you need for you jake what would you say uh would be more important for you to be loved or to be trusted
0: what would be loved i don't, I don't know though depends on the situation
1: but most people say loved because it's the connections necessary right yeah but the thing that's interesting with this concept and all the things that I'm talking about, because I'm tr- trying to create a um, an environment of trust, right? Mm. So of all the people in my life, family and people I know that I love, there's many of those, maybe the tipping scale tips, where I wouldn't trust them with my credit card or my debit card. Mm. But, yeah. but uh, if you trust somebody, you get... Love is a byproduct with the trust. So That's interesting, yeah. If you give me that. your credit card and say, Jed, go get us all donuts and drinks for lunch, I'm like, wow, Jake loves me because he trusts me. I'm going to go take your debit card. I'm going to bring back donuts and the drinks, and you know I'm not going to spend one penny more than what you instructed me to go do. Yeah. So you got to have trust first, and then the love will be there. I like that. If you're just hanging out with a family member or people in your life because you feel you're obligated to love them because you're tied to them with DNA or something else, it's going to be even more um, unhappiness in your life because your spirit and your soul and your mind is going one direction while your life is actually staying stagnant or not even moving at all. Mm. So you got to build trust in these relationships. And communication is the biggest part of that, and it's not what you say, it's, it's what you do because actions speak louder than the words mm. you know
0: so what you do is in like just service for them and just continually doing acts of service to build that trust yeah
1: and if you mess up um, the apology languages uh, there's um, uh, repentance there's regret there's how can I make it up to you there's all these ways that people speak apologies to one another and some people don't hear the apologies. so that's another thing for me it's um. Mine's not even on the list, but for me, it's it's um, promise keeping mm. and covenant making. So if you mess up, I don't even want to hear a, "I'm sorry." I want to hear, "I own this. I did this, and because I love you, Jed, I promise. I covenant. I will not do this anymore, to the best of my ability." Now we're not not perfect, and I don't expect someone once they mess up to never do it again. Yeah. But really, that's what what sorry means is I I promise I won't do it again. If mm. people use the word sorry like it's nothing, it actually ruins the relationship even more because you can't trust that person, you know? Yep. So, you know, if I was to, I don't have my quarter, but if I was to hold up the quarter, on our money it says, in God we trust on it. Yeah. Right? So what are some of your favorite names for God? Do you have certain, besides God, other names that you like for God?
0: Um, Creator or the divine.
1: Yeah. Um, You've heard, like, God is love, God is charity. Yeah. Oh, yes, okay, yep, yep. So one of my favorite um, terms for God is truth. Mm. God is truth. So if I held up that quarter, instead of it saying, in God we trust, imagine if it said, in truth we trust. Mm. So again, if something is true, it's predictable, and you can trust it, and you know it's going to be solid. So if you have truth in your relationships and in your communications, and you're broaching those hard communications with love and truth, then you're you're not going to lose Rather, you're going to be a-okay and keep moving steadily forward and upward as you do those things. And you deserve to have that in your life, and other people deserve you to do that in their life. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Man, well, this has been extremely valuable to me, Jed, and I'm sure to anyone who's listening. I loved your list at the beginning that kind of talked about some of these principles, some of these things that are that are really good for us to just practice communication Honestly, it's just taking practice it's just practicing and practicing and doing some of these things that you've said but then also this, the specific situations I think um, you know there's just so much that has to do with ourselves which is awesome and and that trust that you talked about at the end is is just really valuable and, and key so if you'd like to learn more about Jed go to achievetoday.com where you can look him up there's a uh, coaches section and you can find a little bit more about him. Uh, We will put a link to that below. But then also, if you want a free consultation to go over some of the things in your life, to talk about communication, talk about, you know, if you're struggling with your communication in your family, with your friends, with any aspect of your life, we have experts, we have coaches like Jed that can get you to a better place. And so we invite you, if you would like to improve yourself, you'd like to continually grow faster than you have ever improved before, go to AchieveToday.com, you can fill out your information and an expert will give you a call and go over every different area of your life and really give you some good value whether you do coaching with us whether we've got a platform that houses so much different content for you or they'll just send you on your way with some really valuable tips and tricks to help you improve your life so that wraps up the podcast we hope that you'll join us next week and thanks for joining thank you okay